want to get right into it. That's a dope shirt. Oh, thank you. Look I at us. Cute. Three dope shirts, all on different people. <laughs> can, is that what we can call this episode? Three dope shirts. <laughs> Three yeah. Dope shirts? Why? Not? I I really I don't, don't see, see why not. I don't see why not. All right, Brody has a fencing shirt on that says other sports are pointless. Yeah, I used to fence in high school. Can you give us a few pointers? I, oh my gosh. That was, <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> uh, it's like I'm ashamed, but that actually was clever. <laughs> no, hey, don't, don't diss me, man. It, I know you got me because like it was like, can you show us any pointers? And I was like, oh yeah, I actually can. Oh, now I get it. He's like, oh, now I don't want to. I got excited and now I don't want to. All right, Jess, what do you what do you got? I'm wearing a Sierra Nevada shirt. It's tie dye. It's very tie dye. Speaking speaking of Sierra Nevada, that's a brewery. Oh what yeah. Do you drink, Brody? They make drinks. Yeah. I this is called. Line and ling, line and lingles, line and lingles. It's all like you know. It's written. It's written in them spaghetti words that I can't read. But it's a summer shandy, and it's very refreshing and seasonal. It's all written in cursive. I can't read it either. Mm-mm. ADHD individuals understand the struggle. The, the struggle. Jess, uh, uh, what are you drinking? I'm st- still drinking some frazzle sass that you brought for me. It's really good. I've got my ace eye. FYI, my name is Rose. And uh, uh, I've got my Moon Knight shirt on today. Mm-hmm. Because Jess introduced Brody. Brody introduced Re- Jess. <laughs> oh, right. And you did you. <laughs> that I did me. And that's all of us. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's Rose, Jess, and Brody. And that's one frame off. <laughs> Woo! We so, wear three shirts and we'd like to talk about movies and media and shit. Yeah. And so, uh, the, Yeah. <laughs> Where were you going with that? I don't know. I'm just like trying to think. And sometimes like weird history things. A murder, mainly murders. Yeah, murders. Or whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Usually murders. Yeah, history is written in bloodshed. So, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, it really fucking is, isn't it? So metal. <laughs> All right, what are we doing today? I see dice. I, yes. Oh, yeah, we, we've got the dice. We got we, dice and we got a list. Oh, Lord. Brody, what, what's on the list? Oh, uh, God, we got to pay attention to things. So we kind of came to the conclusion that for this week, there are so many timely things to talk about. So many TV shows we've been seeing and movies and games we've been playing. Instead of doing a deep dive on one, we were just going to do a bunch of shallow dives on all of them. Yep. Some are new, some are old, some we've mentioned, some we haven't. Exactly. And um, then there's the time issue of what do we, how much time do we give them. And I kind of came up with the nerdiest solution, and we get a D20, yes. 20-sided dice. What are we doing with the D20, Brody? Uh, we're making a little game about how we want to talk about these. So we only have so little time in a podcast episode. The way to determine how we talk about every individual topic, we roll a D20, we'll get a number between 1 and 20, and that'll give us exactly how many minutes we have to talk about this before we move on to the next thing. So to simplify... Brody rolls the dice, he announces the number, say, of the 20 numbers that are listed, it's like five. Yeah, I roll a five. Put five minutes on the clock. We've got a timer, so we'll we'll set a timer for five minutes, Mm -hmm. and we get five minutes to talk about whatever topic that is. Yeah. That challenges the person, whoever is like the expert of this episode on that topic, you got five minutes to cram as much information as you can. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh... (laughs) While rolling in a circle... I think let's let's give Rose the first turn. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yes. I agree. Oh, and we forgot to mention, in case we roll something like a one on a topic we really want to talk about, we are we all can, 
We are allowed one mulligan. One re-roll. We, one re-roll, and that's what it is, what it is. Gotta do what you gotta do. All right, so... What is the first topic? You know, I mentioned it with my shirt. It's Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I'm almost afraid. Get a big number. Oh. We got so much to talk about. You better get, better get, get a big you number. Can't bless this dice. Shit, I got ten minutes. Ten minutes? <laughs> I got ten minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. All right, ten minutes on the clock. Moon Knight, let's go. Okay, so Moon Knight is the Disney Plus series, mm-hmm. the one that just came out like last week. Starring Oscar Isaac. We've got two episodes in. Who's Oscar Isaac? He's fantastic. He's He can play two characters better than most actors can play one. Mm-hmm. But we're going to throw a third one in there because Moon Knight focuses on an individual named Mark Spector. He's got DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder. Yep. Which means he has two alters. One is Stephen Grant and the other one is Jake. Yeah. I don't the remember. first episode is all about Stephen Grant kind of figuring out about the Moon Knight situation. So, like... The story kind of follows like What's him. The Moon Knight situation. <laughs> oh, we, got, <laughs> no, we got less than four minutes to talk about it. No, we got nine minutes. Okay. Oh, that's right. So, okay. So, Moon Knight is what we call this, basically this vigilante. He's a Marvel character. He's a werewolf hunter in the comics. Mm-hmm. We don't know what exactly he's going to be hunting in the MCU or in the TV show and how he connects to the rest of the MCU. That has not been clarified. Mostly looks like he's fighting corruption, but we haven't really seen much yet. We don't know. He's fighting another Egyptian god. Khonshu, by the way, is the Egyptian god of the moon. Mm-hmm. And um, he's important because on a uh, trip to Egypt with uh, Mark Spector, he's the... So Mark Spector was was born he like had a whole life in his childhood he went through a traumatic event and developed two alternate identities that's yep. kind of how did develops yeah they created identity. sort of like an alt yeah he mm-hmm. developed two main alter identities one is steven the other one is jake we haven't met jake in the tv show yet but we have met steven as brody mentioned um the second episode kind of focuses on Mark. Mm-hmm. Mark is a... Uh, Mark is the real Moon Knight. He's yeah. like the heroic, like, vigilante type. Yeah, he's a uh, basically a gun for hire. He goes on a trip to Egypt, almost dies. Khonshu comes in and is like, hey, you served me. I'll save your life. Mm-hmm. So then we follow... The series picks up with Stephen Grant. Yeah. Stephen lives in London. And then he really started, is sort of like a nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Sad boy, nobody, low life. I love him though. I want to give him a hug. I love like the only person he talks to is that statue. That guy, yes. No, he's a legit person though. He's I like, know. You know how the people pose as statues? Yeah, it's for, like, like a street. It's like a street end. performance thing. Yeah. Like a guy, like a man in like golden paint is just pretending to be a statue. It's and really impressive, honestly. It is. Yeah, it, it, especially if, like, like you're Stephen Grant, and it's like... You he's your t- best friend. He's the only person that'll actually listen to you because yes. he physically cannot get away from you. <laughs> he gives him a side-eyed glance, though, uh, in the second episode. Did I'm, you miss I'm, that? I'm banking on the, the idea that they, in, like, another episode, he goes back to them, and he, and he just, like, breaks character. Like, dude, I just don't care. <laughs> he either walks away or gives him a hug. Yep. So, um, Stephen Grant, first episode, is all about Stephen kind of realizing that he's not the only person in control of the body. He kind of, like, 
recognizes that he's losing time. So every time he goes to sleep, he mentions, oh my god, I feel like I just got in a fist fight or hit by a car. Yeah. When in reality, Mark, when Stephen goes to go sleep, Mark takes over. Mark goes, gets in fights all the time. And Stephen has to bear the, bear the blunt of it, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate for Stephen. So when he feels like he got hit by a car, chances are he probably did. From what I've actually done in terms of research on DID, that there actually is some truth to the idea of when you switch between alts, you really does feel like going to sleep or blacking out and then just sort of waking up. Like That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And the TV show shows that differentiation between, like, especially in the first episode, they do it really well because Steven blacks out so much. Yeah, it only stays with his perspective. It only stays with his perspective, especially when that wall is broken. There is a wall between Steven and Mark in the first two episodes. The wall mm-hmm. is broken at the end of the first episode. So Stephen and Mark can interact a lot more. Yeah, I do. Like, I know you made the comment of uh, Oscar Isaac playing two characters so well. It The conversations between Mark and Stephen, even though it's both Oscar Isaac, is almost to a point where you can tell who's saying what because they're so different. Yeah. And so not only because one of them has an accent and the other one has an American accent. One is British, one is American. Yep. No, it's literally because, like, not only that, but, like, body posture as well. Like, mm. Stephen is very intimidate, like, intimidated. He's very timid. He's very scared. He doesn't know what's yeah. going on. Mark's got his shoulders like he's ready to fight at any second. He's, like, squaring up. He's like, Stephen, give me control. I got this. And mm-hmm. Stephen's just like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Yeah, he's panicking the whole time. He's, he's just like, this is nothing. I could punch the shit out of this guy. You know what? In, in the second episode... Go, Steven. Yeah. Because he does punch a, a jackal in the face. Mm-hmm. Like, go, Steven. So and it's not even like a like a, like a a weak hit either. He, no, like, it's just like a solid jack. Solid, like, right hook at him. And he just realized he had super strength, so he must have been feeling good about it. He's like, you know How what? How could you not? Yeah. Fuck yeah. How could you not? Which is a drastic change from the comics. A lot of you guys who know the comics know that, like each of the individuals are different so mark is mostly associated with the moon knight the traditional hood up mummy kind of robes yeah uh and jake we haven't really talked about him very much because we don't know him yet yeah jake is someone i've only heard in the comics and i'm trying to avoid comics as much as possible yeah we don't we don't know too much i want the mystery to unfold through moon knight yeah yeah so jake we haven't referenced him too much we don't know what's going on, but we do know in like the um, end credits of the first episode, there are three faces. So I'm I'm thinking mm-hmm. Jake is going to make an appearance at some point. Oh yeah. So Stephen is the Mister Knight. Yeah. He's like he's more detective. He's more you know. He's got like a suit and tie kind of thing, yeah. as opposed to looking like a, a rugged, you know, wraps. Yep, and we would be amiss if. Brody and I didn't mention one of our greatest disagreements for the... All right, yeah. Lay it on me. Uh, Von Doom cupcakes. Yeah, so in the first episode, Steven's making a dramatic getaway in a cupcake van. I and, love that. And yeah, it's very silly. Why aren't there more cupcake vans? But it on the... Stolen cu- cupcake a st- Stolen cupcake van, not his. Uh, this one apparently is belongs to uh, Von Doom cupcake and bakery business because we see if you pause it at the right moment and it's just a flash in the background von doom is like printed in black bold lettering on the side of which the is 
Yeah, which is the same surname as Victor Von Doom, who eventually becomes Doctor Doom. Doctor's so, Doom's drop. Yep. Universal Studios. All will be revealed episode four officially. Okay. However, it, it is official. It is a thing. Marvel has gone out and said, episode four, emoji cupcake, and then a picture of Isaac. So huh. we, we know that. The all, cupcakes are important. The cupcakes are important. Pay attention to the cupcakes. But you know what? I got to say. If we get introduced to one of the Fantastic Four's greatest villains through a fucking cupcake Through a fucking cupcake. Look, I'm okay because we almost got, here's my logic, Okay. we almost got the Thanos copter. We did get the Thanos copter, but it was a joke. There's a line. Marvel will draw a line, but we don't know where that line lies. Right, because the line is silliness. They know that there are some things too silly for what they're doing. So... The Thanos copter is a reference to the bright yellow and red helicopter that Thanos used in the Marvel comics. Which got taken down by the New York Police Department. Yes, exactly. And it They just arrested Thanos with, like, handcuffs. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, this is uh, NCPD. Thanos dropped the stones. Yeah, you got me. I guess so. I'm, I'm done for. Oh, Thanos, you crook. And uh, it makes a reference, it makes an appearance in Loki. Mm-hmm. One minute and two seconds. One minute, two seconds. Uh, what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? I'm looking for the representation of DID. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward because the actor is phenomenal. I'm hooked on the series. I've got a shirt already for episode two. There you go. Holy I shit. love it. And this is like perfect <laughs> for you because it's Marvel and folklore. Listen, that—that's the shirt from the show that just came out. You yes. are a mythology nerd, yeah. Look, it is. Yeah, it is yeah. the wedding between my useless knowledge of Egyptology and my love of Marvel. Yep, so, right in the middle of the so rose this is gonna and be diagram. The first tattoo. Ooh. I'm still getting a tattoo of Anubis. If I get a tattoo, it will be of Anubis. All right. You could do both. That would make it a really cool sleeve, actually. Honestly, I could do both. Brody, what are you excited for? I'm excited to see what the deal is with this villain. We haven't talked to him, but if you've seen Minority Report, you can already kind of guess what his whole deal is. I love Minority Report. It's basically the same thing. He's trying to kill people before they commit crimes. So he's kind of killing innocent people. So he is like Thanos. Yeah. Timer, 10 minutes. So the next topic... Do you want me to roll again? I'll roll this time. We'll you go... want to roll? Because I'm yeah. the only one who's seen the movie. We'll take turns, but this will determine what... What movie? Well, that's our next topic. And I get to determine how much time we actually spend to it. So with this roll of d20, let's do it. Hold on. I have to pull up the timer. Go ahead and roll. You get... One minute to talk about more. <laughs> One minute to talk about Morbius. Are you up for the task? Yeah, dude, don't spend any more time talking about Morbius. Exactly one minute. Because it's ultimately it's my decision. Morbius slash Sony. You can you you gotta talk fast. Yeah, you gotta talk fast. Oh god. Okay, sixty seconds on the clock. Morbius, listen. All you have to know, Matt Smith is amazing. Morbius, kind mm-hmm. of a sucky movie. The last credit scene is the most important because it is Sony reclaiming their characters from Disney. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sony. I appreciate it. Well, we still have time. Do we want to talk about how we actually got invited to a late premiere of Morbius and then we decided, no, thank you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, 35 seconds. 
Sony is slowly reclaiming each of their characters back from Disney, and this is one of them. In the very end credit, in both end credit scenes, mm-hmm. you actually get to see Vulture. So Vulture from Disney, uh, Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, I think. Homecoming, right. yes. He gets pulled from Giant Crack. Uh, <coughs> this also ties it back to No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Giant Crack in the Sky, Purple Light. Vulture suddenly finds himself in Morbius's uh, universe. I have two seconds left. I'll give you one <laughs> more out. sentence. Just tell us, was the movie good or bad? The movie fucking sucked. However, like I said, the end credits are most important. This is Sony kind of reclaiming their characters. But the movie sucked. The movie sucked. Yep. <laughs> there goes the timer. Yeah. The movie sucked. Andrew Garfield may be returning. I know we're out of time, but I also think you told me after watching it, it's like, yeah, I had the whole theater to myself. Ah! Yes, I did. It yeah, was glorious. You know what? And so many people were like, no, it's going to be really good. People are excited about it. I'm like, no one wants to see Jared Leto in another fucking superhero movie. I wanted mm-hmm. to or see Jared Leto. Or just Jared Leto. Yeah, agreed. Like, he he's, not, he's not a good character actor. Yeah, the last good thing I saw him in was Dallas Buyers Club. He's good mm-hmm. I wanted to see Matt Smith in a Marvel film. Yeah. And I got that. Who's Matt Smith? Doctor Who. He's the doctor from Doctor Who. You know what? I'll forgive you for that. Whatever. We're over time. Uh, what's our... We got one more Marvel thing we wanted to talk about. And I'm the only one who's seen it. So, Jess, you have to roll for me. Yes. <laughs> I swear to God! 11 minutes. Do you want me to re-roll? No, you only get one. You should save no, it. No, save it. God damn it! We have to talk about fucking Eternals for 11 minutes? Yeah! How do I get 60 seconds to talk about Andrew Garfield and You just had to talk about Morbius. And I get... This is the point of the game. Yeah. This is the whole point. It is what it is. I have to set my alarm. Ugh, I can't fill... I could fill 11 minutes with Morbius and Sony alone, but I can't fill 11 minutes with That's the point of this game. So start. <laughs> What's the opening shot like? <laughs> shitty. What's shitty? <laughs> listen, you didn't go in I, with an open mind. No. If I had, how listen, dare you not listen, give that movie the respect it deserves? Listen, if I had, I to couldn't pick, say that with a straight face. If I had to pick between Morbius and Eternals again, I'd see Morbius in the fucking heartbeat. Okay? Oh, really? Yes. That's wow. the, the the main character. Mm-hmm. One of the main characters, who was the best fucking character, his name was Gilgamesh. So yep. each of the characters in Eternals is named after some, like, big mythological character. We have Circe, we have Icarus. Icarus is one of them. We Sprite. have Gilgamesh, Athena, who, for whatever reason, this may actually be, like, mythologically correct or, Greek, like, to a translation correct. They call Athena, Athena? So this is a cute nickname. I don't know. We've got Sprite, um, the Indian guy. What's his name, Brody? Uh, the actor Camille Nanjiani. Yeah, he's he was phenomenal, by the way. He mm-hmm. was really, his character, very well done. Quite frankly, when he ran away from the group in the first time, he should have taken Sprite yeah. with him. That's just me. I know, like, everyone's kind of talked about this, but, like, whatever, whoever's, like, the personal trainers at Marvel, the guys who made Chris Pratt not fat, Yes, they're phenomenal. I don't think phenomenal. he was ever fat. He was like funny fat. No. He was like, he, he was, was fat like enough to play person. like a funny character. But like, so. he also turned Kumail Nanjiani into like an absolute like 
veiny muscle man and i'm just like yeah he's good at his job so like so the movie wasn't worth it there are three things that i want to say about it i'm just gonna knock them out we get Star Fox, which is Eros. We get the introduction of Thanos' brother. Thanos has a little brother, surprisingly enough. Hmm. We get the introduction to uh, the Black Knight, who Brody and I were talking about earlier. The Black Knight is a villain who kind of squares off against the Avengers. Right. But the ac- the character and the actor, I don't even remember either of their names. They end up like dating Cersei. He has this whole thing against his uncle. Cersei is like, hey, it's the end of the world. Go make amends with your uncle because you've been wanting to forever. He goes to make amends with his uncle to find out that his uncle was a villain. Mm-hmm. The Black Knight. In the comics, he finds out that his uncle was the Black Knight who is a uh, enemy of the Avengers. Right. Becomes the Black Knight for the first time and goes out for like a ride on his horse. He yeah. has a horse. And the cool. Avengers... Oh, he's a Black Knight. He's got to have a horse. The, the Avengers... Freak the fuck out. Go and attack him. And he is literally like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. You got the wrong guy. You've got the wrong guy. I'm not my uncle. I'm not my uncle. They have a sit down with him. And the Avengers are like, oh, sorry, dude. We thought you were the, like your uncle. You were the Black Knight. You were the Black Knight. He goes, no, 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 no. I totally get it. Yeah. I understand. Like I would have done the same. I would have done the same. I'm not my uncle. Not me, dude. That's not me. So we get the introduction of the Black Knight. And then we also get the potential connection to Shang-Chi, or however way you want to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Yeah. Because in the very end, you know how Marvel does like illustrations in the end credits before the end scene, the credit scene? Oh, yeah. They always have like a little sequence. So if you pause it, there is an illustration by uh, Hephaestus. So he's one of the characters, once again, a mythological character brought to life. The guy's name is Hephaestus. He likes to build, and one of the illustrations is of his, one of like the things that he built. Is it the ten eerily, rings he built? Eerily resembles one of the ten rings, but it's broken apart, and it actually shows you the diagram of mm-hmm. what the ten rings look like inside. I kind of like, just to sort of like divulge, and this does actually kind of go back to Moon Knight, I just kind of like how Marvel's kind of like leaning more towards, let's do more supernatural stuff. Yes. Like we've done sci-fi stuff for a while, but we can go really well, into Thor the magic and the godship of everything. Thor is almost supernatural, and mm-hmm. especially with Moon Knight, it's almost supernatural because we have the introduction of the gods. One thing that I didn't get to say about Moon Knight was um, it follows Egyptology. It, it follows like the Egyptian mythos mm-hmm. where gods can't like interact with their physical world. Yeah. Unless they have a host. Yeah. And so um, we, we, we're kind of straying away from technology into the mythology, which is really cool. But we're also bouncing back from the mythology back into how mythology influences the technology. So Hephaestus is the Greek god of... Craftsmanship. Craftsmanship. Blacksmith. He's the blacksmith of Olympus. So showing... A potential, what potentially looks like the Ten Rings, and saying, hey, look at this, it's all technology. This is something Hephaestus made, mm-hmm. is a potential connection. Um, we also get, speaking of Thor and Loki, and like all of the Avengers. Yeah. Um, Cam- Camilo. Camilo Nanjiani. You were telling me like uh, 
He just has like a quick line where he's just like, oh yeah, I grew up with Thor and everything. Yeah, I grew up with Thor. Thor was like a cute kid. He loved hanging out with me. And now that he's Avenger and a big guy, I don't see him anymore. Yeah. I'm just like, you know. That's just more like a fun line. That's a fun line. It just kind of shows that like they know of the Avengers, but they're not like tight with them. I mean, they, they even pose the question, who's going to lead the Avengers now that Captain America and... Antony yeah, Stark it's kind dead. of broken up now. Yeah, like it. This comes after Endgame, mm-hmm. and it's posing the question of, "Hey, who's gonna lead them?" Right. I don't know where it's gonna go from here. Yeah, I was about to ask if there's anything else that really ties into like the grand scheme of the MCU. Or I'm really interested to see where they go with Star Fox, Eros, Thanos's brother. Honestly, I don't care for. Um, the Black Knight, mainly because he's not been on my radar, Mm -hmm. and I had to look him up. They're like, oh my gosh, this sword and blah 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 in the end credit scene, the second end credit scene. And I'm just like, who the fuck is the Black Knight? Who cares about the Black Knight? That's what I'm thinking right now this entire time. Like, who cares? (laughs) I don't. I'm sure at a certain point Marvel's gonna have to start picking, like, more obscure characters to surprise people. But honestly, like, Moon Knight was not on my on my radar so i gotta say pick all the obscure characters you want i'm here for it yeah i like kind of like that like picking people i don't already know like the whole deal of like i know captain america's deal i know hulk's deal i don't know the black knight's deal i don't either surprise me yeah surprise me i didn't know moon knight and quite frankly i didn't care until they released the first episode and i kind of did some more research fucking love it Mm -hmm. i have a shirt for it you did buy the shirt. I you did buy the, the shirt. shirt. You're so susceptible. Next market. week, you're going to have the yes, shirt yes, and the hat. And the hat, maybe. If they... And the socks. Mm. And the Moon Knight shoes from Nike, who's also a god. That's Nike. true. Oh, yeah, Nike is a god. Good call, Brody. Nice. Well done. You paid attention to um, class. I've got three minutes. Uh, Questions about Who's Eternals? Angelina Jolie in it, and how is she? In Eternals? Yeah, she's in Internals. She was okay. Was it really a bad movie or was it boring? It sounds boring. It, it was both. A little bit of both. If you mm-hmm. like wanting, if you want to learn more about like the Eternals and how things are made or like how things go for them, fine. Yeah. But like character wise, the char- the main characters kind of sucked. Like I said, once Gilgamesh was killed halfway through, it's not worth it. Uh, Icarus... Like the legend says, he does. He literally yeets himself off yeah. Earth into the sun because he's like, "Oh, I feel so guilty. I picked the wrong side of things." I'm like, "Very dramatic, bitch. You can feel guilty all you want. You can like redeem yourself. No, nope, you don't have to, have to throw yourself into the, into the sun. You don't have to throw yourself into the sun. Also, Cersei and him had like a romance. We've all been there. Like he had a romance with Cersei, and if Cersei really loved him. She would have been like, hey, uh-uh, you're not taking your ass anywhere. Even though we broke up, I still care about you. We're in this together. Um, you can feel guilty. I will help you through that guilt. Hmm. Not just, like, let him yeet himself into the sun. Like, fuck, fuck them both. So would you, recommend it, would you recommend Eternals to anyone who really wants to watch all the Marvel movies? You can read a summary, but the end credit <laughs> scenes are important, especially since I don't know where they're going to go with the Black Knight. Okay. But 
I don't know. I feel like there's like a lot of people who want to watch all the Marvel stuff, but then they find some stuff where they just don't want to. Literally put it on, hit the fast forward button. You can get a great summary of what's going on. You just watch like times two speed. So it's like (laughs) one hour of just chipmunk eternals. Yeah, pretty much. And it's like, all right, I get it now. I mean, that's all you need to do. Cool. Jess, do you have any questions? No, like, cause, like, I'm sorry. I just have like no interest in ever seeing this movie. Yeah. Uh, other than that's another I thing. I watched like, it out of pure boredom. I like. Ooh. You know what? Did I it help? Have, I'd rather no. just not it do that. Yeah. I Actually. do other stuff. I have an infinite number of Steam games I haven't opened up. I would go do that. Mm-hmm. All right, boys, gals. It is 21 seconds, Brody. What do you have? Uh I don't. Why does it look darker and muddier? than usual like i get it if they just want to stick out but this kind of just looks they gross just wanna, they just wanted to stick out it's kind of like when i saw uh solo with ron howard and i was just yes. wondering like why does it look like the screen is dirty because space would be dirty dirty space <laughs> space is dirty you didn't know that there's no dirt in space it's dirty would it be called earth still all right uh rose it's your role now oh I, I know the next topic. I know. So let, let's uh, let's hope I get a good one because both I, of you love this. Topic. I beg of you, please. No. <laughs> what is 19. it? Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Nin- Shit. Both of you. Hold on. Let me get my let me get my timer. Set it for nineteen minutes. Fuck nineteen that. minutes on the clock to talk about the most recent part of the final season of Attack on Titan. Are we started? All right. <laughs> I am not uh, up to date on this season, so I'm very excited right now. But, like, we've talked about this a lot throughout the whole, like, entirety of the show. We had, like, a whole series wrap-up before the end. What we thought was going to be the end. Yeah. Wait, hold on a minute. It's not the end of Attack on Titan? No, not yet. It's still the final season. What? This was part two of the final season. The next part comes out 2023, sometime next year. Part three of the final season? Yeah, they're really stretching it out. I swear to God. But they set it up now where it's like the only thing that could really happen would be like the big climactic thing. Um, What's the climactic thing? So remember Aaron and how he was going to start the rumbling? Yes. Yeah, and how he got his head, head blown oh, off? Oh yeah, we, we showed you that clip. Aaron yeah, gets yeah, his yeah. head straight up blown off. Yes. But he, he catches it like a football. He's and then still... and then like his bro his half brother catches it, and because he has royal blood, they meet God. Uh, God is a little girl playing in the sandbox. Yeah, right? and she makes the Titans out of Ymir. sand. Ymir. Ymir yeah, is her Ymir name. Ymir is her name. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then it's just like Ymir and Aaron meet, and it's just like, hey. I could just end all this, you know? And then she's just like, I, yeah, I give you a like, proof. Yeah, let's do it. Do it. Let's kill everybody. Fuck them! <laughs> pretty much, yeah. yeah. We're paraphrasing majorly, but... No, I, I would say we pretty much simplified it. Uh, Aaron, his whole plan all along was to use the gigantic titans in the walls that are 60 meters tall and kill everybody on Earth with it. Okay. That aren't Eldian. That aren't Eldian. All but everyone he's still that's Eldian. Everyone's yeah. that's not on his home island. Okay. They're all getting dead. He's gonna unalive the whole world except for his friends. Which, like, in any normal other country, would be just super detrimental. But they've been isolated from the world for hundreds of years. 
Yeah. So it doesn't matter. For them, no. What happened to the, the, the things in the wall? The the Titans? Titans in the wall. Oh, they've started they were all smashing everything. Extremely. Okay. They're, I think, bigger than the Colossal Titan or the same size. There are a ton of Colossal Titans. Yeah. And Wait, there's more than one Colossal Titan? No. They were all in the wall. What? No, but they're not like piloted by humans, I don't think. No, these are all oh. just like mindless like tools. I mean, they are humans, but... What? But anyway, he's just like taking this pretty much army of giants over all across the world saying he's just going to kill everyone. Yeah. And then all of his friends, uh, who he kind of burned bridges with, is just like, all right, we just got to kill Aaron. There's nothing else to do. <gasps> I would have come to the same conclusion, honestly. He's just, R. he's R. off his rocker. He better run, boy, run. I mean, I mean, yeah. And then the whole thing after that is just like, just like continuing just how this show represents how shitty some human beings can be. There's Flock and the Jaegerists who've kind of taken over the government. And they're just like, ah, oh, sweet. Aaron's going to kill everyone. That's amazing for us. Let's celebrate. And then like... The whole thing is just like, no, you fucking idiots. This is the worst thing possible. This is the most discriminatory thing possible. This is heinous. It's worldwide genocide. It's murder in the billions. And it's just like, I mean, it works for us, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, we have the power to do it. Mm -hmm. All right. I have one question. Yep. What is going to happen in part three? Oh, they got to kill Aaron. Uh, like the whole Wait, thing now. Wait, did Aaron is, come back from the other realm? Yeah, he's. How he, he, I am not caught up. Okay, so like. Fill me in on the last like three episodes. So we've only really seen Titan in his form, Aaron in his Titan form as the uh, fight Titan, the attack Titan that is. But it is based. It's the Titan for fighting. Okay. Um. The fighting Titan. Fighting Titan. There, that's Aaron. Uh, this is him as the founding Titan, which is. Just like a giant centipede of a rib cage. Oh, so he can change how he presents himself. Yeah, or at least he has this form that controls all the little tiny titans. Wait, tiny hold to on, him, hold giant on, hold to on. us. He is a centipede. Yeah, like imagine a rib cage that just goes on forever. Ugh, that's yeah. so cool. And that make a centipede out of that. Terrifyingly interesting. That's, oh, it's yeah. it's grim as fuck. Are there any new titans that we haven't been introduced oh, to? Oh, right. I showed you something a little interesting. Uh, the character Falco, inher- Falco inherited the jaw titan. Yes, he did. And instead of traditionally getting a big bony face, he got a big bony beak. Wait, what, what happened to the original oh, jaw right. titan? Oh, right. So the giant monkey man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the giant, giant monkey, monkey man. man. <laughs> the giant monkey man who's good at baseball. Yeah. yeah. You remember yeah. the giant monkey yeah, man yeah, who's yeah. good at baseball. Yeah, of course I do. So the giant, he's monkey, a giant man, monkey man. He's a giant monkey man who's good at baseball. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna forget that ever. No, no. Anyway, Zeke, uh, he releases his scream, which turns everyone into Titans, including the little kid Falco. Who got his spinal fluid in his mouth? He's just been getting the shaft of everyone else's problems this oh, whole season. Yep. Poor kid. Poor kid doesn't serve anything, and in order to save him and make sure that he goes back to living a human life. The person, Peak, right, who controls the current Jaw Titan at the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. sacrifices himself to get eaten, so that way Falco can, you know, just be human again. Yeah, but then don't... Okay, so once you consume a Titan, don't you have a time limit, though? You have 13 years to live. 
Yeah, and how old is this kid? Oh, like, I don't know, 12 ish. the same age as Aaron when he was injected with serum. But he was a turn into like one of the big giant dumb titans, which is like, that's just the only way he can think to reverse yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like he wanted to turn this kid into a titan. It was the only way to save, like, give his life a little bit more life. Human life. He, yeah, human he had more life. human life. But uh, uh, there was another character that I, don't, that I don't think we talked about, Connie. So Connie, like in season two, discovered a Titan that looked exactly like his mother. Uh, At the time, we didn't know what to make of it, but now it's pretty obvious that Zeke turned his mother into a Titan. But What? But a Titan that's like, has such a big body, but so little limbs that they can't move. Yeah. I've got a big head and little arms. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> and it's just, his mother is a Titan who like just lives laying on her back unable to really like move that sucks it really does suck and he has like this connection so like oh shit here's a little kid mm-hmm. who's like a who's like a extra life for anyone who any titan that eats them i'm gonna steal this kid and go save my mom what yeah very much like not something you would expect from someone who's supposed to be like such a lighthearted protagonist of this otherwise very morbid show. But it leads to a very interesting scene where Armin offers his life to be eaten by the mother instead of the kid. And ultimately that just kind of shows like, hey, I'm willing to fucking sacrifice and kind of show you that you're up to some bullshit right now. What? Hey, you know what we, we should touch base on just a little bit is like, Everyone's simping for Armin, man. Armin knows what to do. Like, he's smart. (laughs) He's smart. He's handsome. He's strategic. He's handsome. handsome. So fucking, he's amazing. He looks like he should be in a boy band. Yeah. In the 90s. So, as of right now, Levi and Hanji are okay. Um, Oh, I forgot. There's another cool scene that I liked where it was between... I can never not remember the character's name completely, but one guy's name is Keith, and the other guy is General Magatha. General Magatha. Try and come up with a cooler name right now. General Kenobi. Not even close. Anyways, <laughs> General, General Magatha. Grievous, like despite what he looks like, that's a cool name. That is a cool name. But anyways, General Magatha. <laughs> Admit it, Brody. <laughs> I will not. Admit it. I will not. We're moving on. We don't have much time. <laughs> General Magatha and Keith were two people who played the same role on a different side of a war. They were both people who were whose main job was to sort of recruit these kids into a military program that 99% of the time gets people killed, but in a Oof. short way kind of like secures the safety of their country or homeland. And then that's just like their whole idea where it's like, Two people on the same side of a different war kind of meeting together and realizing just what that role means and how they fucked up and how they can be together now and basically sacrifice themselves for the people they trying to tried to bring up. It's way more emotional than I'm really like able to describe it as. It's true. Mm-hmm. Now what's going on with Mikasa? Mikasa? So good at killing people. Because like... At this point, she's an Ackerman. She's an Ackerman. That's what she does. She loves killing. Oh, please tell me what happens with Levi. Oh, Levi's oh, yeah, what okay. What happens to Levi? Yeah, he's okay. Hey. Does he kill him a lot of stuff? Oh, no. Levi's, he, he he's exploded. Down. 
It, Levi's still like not quite himself yet. After so he's still recovering. He's recovering. Okay. It takes a while to recover after you literally fucking explode. Oh so wait, wait. So is Levi recovering with that chick? Yeah, Hanji. Hanji. Hanji's amazing. And one cute little detail is that uh, Hanji right. lost one of her eyes and Levi lost the other eye. So it's like they got they're matchy. They're each other's eyes. Yeah. They're matchy. They're gonna fall in love. If they, of course ah! they are. Oh my god! <laughs> I want that to happen for Levi. He needs it. Can Levi actually, like, not not as a diss to the guy, can he actually fall in love? Yeah. I think he just, like, tolerates people to the point of it. That, no. Maybe me being arrow or aromantic. I, I think, no, yeah. I think, like, living in that time with what his job and responsibility was and what he saw on a regular basis. I'm sure, like, if they do... Then I, would that not be the Nightingale Syndrome? I'm sure, like, it's more like a case where, you know, if we actually do end up living through this, why not be together? Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we're the probably going to die. but war where it's like, we both live through this, or one of us dies and so will the other. Mm-hmm. But if we both live, we get married. If we both live through this, then it's like, what the fuck else are we going to do? Yeah, really. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now the crew is all of the remaining Titans... All of the remaining scouts, uh, Gabby's still tagging along, I guess. Gabby? Yeah, Gabby's Gabby, the, the, the little kid who shot Aaron's head off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All of them are going to, they got a plane, they're going to go fly over to Aaron, they're going to try and kill him. And it's just like, they're literally the last remaining heroes the world has off to go save the world. It's pretty fucking sick. So it's like a typical apocalypse. I don't story. want them to kill Aaron. I mean, they're probably Aaron, not... strictly speaking, he's already been killed. I mean, like, he's definitely and done villainous things. strictly speaking, at this point, he's immortal. <laughs> <laughs> but if not kill him, then, like, save him from himself. I think they're probably going to do that. You know, it's, it's anime. They got to use the power of love. It's the power um, of love! I don't think they have to. No. Who needs the power of love when you some have giant swords and titan powers? Well, some characters just don't have good endings. They're probably going to kill them. Like Light y- Yagami. Yeah. Like, it just oh, happened. Yeah, light, light, and yeah. there are a lot of parallels between both of them. Mm-hmm. Death Note and... Uh, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Sorry to bring it back to Death Note, guys. Of course what it is. we have I've been looking to. at my L tattoo this entire time. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's beautiful. I love it. But yeah, no, I'm still waiting for them to just fucking end it. Okay, okay. So it's not even over. That's so annoying. I was ready for it to end. Yeah, I wanted it to end. I was very much ready. Like, I was prepared to watch the big climactic finish. And it's just like, eh, next year. Is the manga finished? I think the manga is finished. So, have you read the manga? No, and I don't want to. I don't... It's a lot to get. It's a lot. It's long. I prefer the... Television medium. Okay. No, that's fine. Not to I be mean, like, I just don't want to do books. No, 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 that's completely But I just figured, like, the way, that, people... the way they would animate it and the way I would see it on TV would probably hit me harder. Yeah. No, no, I understand. I just ask because, like, sometimes the anime follows the manga so well that when the manga ends, that's the ending that the anime has. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if you had known, like, how the manga... No spoilers. No spoilers. But no I will spoilers? say it's probably a good thing that they're not rushing an ending. Wait, this is one frame off and we're not doing spoilers? Not for me. Not for me, like, to, in my enjoyment. I'll spoil anything for anyone, but don't spoil things for me. <laughs> All right, three minutes, 44 seconds. Fuck. God, why do we have so much time for this? 
<laughs> we had a whole episode on this. I mean, um, I'm so fucking hungry. <laughs> we have Kit Kats. No, I can't eat any more chocolate. You can just eat for the last three minutes. I mean, is that what Titans do? It would if be fitting. Can. It would be fitting. All right. Um, let me ask a question. Uh, the scouts, the rest of the scouts, who are the remaining scouts? All right. So John and Connie are still there. Okay. What are they doing? Their best. Um, <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like, they're the ones that aren't Titans. They're just, like, really good at killing with swords. So, wait, which scouts are Titans and which ones are not? Armin's the Colossal. We know that. Uh, Reiner's still there. They brought back, uh, they brought back Annie, who's kind of been on the bench since season one. Who the fuck is Annie? Ah, uh, yeah. So, like, she was about to get eaten by Aaron while in a big Titan fight. And then as a safety measure, was like, I'm going to harden myself in this giant cocoon of crystal. Oh, no, you've mentioned Annie before. Yeah. The, the crystal. The, the crystal the cocoon. Crystal. Yeah. yeah. And basically, she's just been a coma, in a coma. Has she woken up yet? She woke up. Oh! Yeah. And what? She crawled. When the wall broke. When the wall broke, she woke up? When the wall broke, it kind of undid all the hardening power. Ah. So... She got out of the crystal cocoon. Turns out she was actually, like, semi-conscious the whole time. So she knows what's going on. Yeah. That and uh, Aaron just televised a big telepathic message to every Eldian being like, Hey guys, you're dead. Uh, I'm Aaron, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Hey, you're dead, FYI, the messenger. My name is Aaron. Yep. One minute and 31 seconds. Jess, do you have any more questions? Around your pretzels. No, I don't. There we go. All right. Yeah, there's the alarm. Oh, that's it. Next role is another thing that's near and dear to Rose's heart. Uh, Markiplier in space. Oh, my God. You're a big Markiplier fan. Let's see how much time you get. Oh, my God. Okay. Three. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? That tracks. No, Let's no, do I it. Can, I can do this in three. Three minutes. Uh, Markiplier in space. So basically, this is a follow-up to uh, Heist with Markiplier. If you haven't seen it, it's a very interactive like YouTube experience. Strictly to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you watch one vi- YouTube video. Basically, you can do one of two options. You can yeah, go... Blow choose up, your adventure stuff. Yeah, choose your adventure. Black Knight or Black Mirror. Not Black Knight. Yeah, Black like Mirror they did with Bandersnatch. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. sucked. I like, this, I, I like this kind of style of interaction, though. It's a different... It's a very interesting medium. I think... No, I thought it was cool. I liked the design and the aesthetic of everything, but ultimately, I just found the endings very unfulfilling. I could see that. Well, I think, like, though, they wanted some good endings and some bad endings. Well, yeah, absolutely, but not even, like, I needed a good ending. You gotta work for the good ending. Yeah, yeah. You want it to be a good ending? You put in the work. There should have been two over-the-top ones. All right. This one's got a few great endings. One that I didn't expect is literally you just yeet yourself out of the spaceship. So, in Space with Markiplier, it's literally, like, you're on a spaceship, you're the captain, and the choices that you make kind of define what fate your your crew and the ship face okay and it's a follow-up to a heist with markiplier which is basically the same thing but you're robbing a museum hmm. uh this is part one apparently the the video has been officially changed from in space with markiplier to in space with markiplier part one 
All right. Which is insane because I don't... You can yeet yourself out of the ship at least like 10 times. But like the actual video experience itself, is it supposed to be just like a it's, comedy or is it like... It's comedy. Okay. But it's so well done because like all of the actors that you recognize are strictly YouTubers. That's cool. So He's probably are, tight with all the people there like yeah, in the no, network. He's, it was filmed in Austin, Texas. The first one, The Heist with Markiplier, was filmed with Rooster Teeth. If you're not familiar, go please check out their content. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. The second one is just strictly with Mark and his friends, and it's so well done. Like, it, like cinematically, if you put all of the videos together in one canonic playlist, it will play like a movie. Yeah. It's so well done. I love the acting. The jokes are on point, mm-hmm. as always. I mean, it's Mark. He's a funny man. What, else? Cool what else is there to say? There's 15 seconds. I don't know. I just think about, like, the general medium of the choose your own adventure video thing i like I, it and i wish more people did it i me too but i can only imagine it's such a nightmare to actually make it may he, be a nightmare but it's worth it in some cases like it or you finish your thought i'm just saying like some like it's easy to do for a book but actually like having like a whole movie shoot based on like any possible outcome that's probably got to be exhausting yeah I'm sure to write it, though, would be exhausting as a book as well. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know. Because, like, you, you have to explain to the reader, like, ah, oh, yes, if you want this ending, read these, like, read this chapter or read this chapter. Mm-hmm. And it's like you wrote an entire so chapter. So like, flip to page 32. They write, yeah, like, so five different books for one story. Yeah, and then it's like people don't read half the story. Yeah. And it's just like when they flip But done the right, page, it works. Yeah, I mean... When you flip to page 32, are you actually going to read page 32 or are you just going to skip to the end? No, I, I read it and go to the next. I love Choose Your Own Adventure books. They're great. I read them all the time as a kid. Yeah? Yeah. They're fun. If you read them or watched it's them. It's like an before. RPG video game book. Okay? Of course I fucking read them. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go to the next roll? Yeah. Whose turn is it now? Yeah, uh, Jess's. I'm going to roll for Brody. Yeah. Oh, 17 minutes. You sure? No, I'm re-rolling. All right. <laughs> oh, bro- One minute. One minute? <laughs> One minute. All right. I- uh, oh, shit. It's the loudest <laughs> scream you've ever done yet. We are all so mentally stressed out from this. <laughs> all right. I have how the tables have turned. One minute to talk about about Atlanta. Atlanta. 60 seconds on the clock, Brody, starting now. All right. Season three of Atlanta came out. And if you haven't watched it yet or any of Atlanta, you're really missing out on probably one of the best surrealist TV shows ever. And season three, like really, they just know exactly what they're doing. They know like they can just go full into things now. So they're just getting at it. Uh, I've only seen the first three episodes as of watching this. There was one funny sequence where it was the rapper Paperboy in a Dutch jail. (laughs) And it's just him, like, talking to... Like, he's ordering in room service. And then when they pay his bail, it's like, hey, can I just get ten more minutes in here? I just want to take a nap. So is Atlanta a comedy? It's a comedy. Oh, okay, okay. It's it's a dark dramedy. Dark dramedy is a better word for it. It's all about um, just rap hip-hop and just like the lifestyle of it all from a more honest opinion of like uh donald glover playing the actual guy's manager 
And I've also heard that this current season is based off of uh, Kanye West's... Um, it's based off of Kanye West's Graduation. I was going to say, Graduation is a great album. Graduation is a great album, and like I'm hoping it translates well here. And what's my time? Now. Sweet. Wow! Okay. There is no need to actually have the timer going off. We've, seen, we've heard it enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, All right. That's my minute. I get to roll. Mm-hmm. And I get to roll for Brody. Can I have the dice? Yes. I get to roll... Brody, we're talking about, what is it, Se- Severance? Severance, yeah. Yep, 15 minutes. 15 minutes to talk about Severance? Can I pee first? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, go. No, Brody, you can't pee. God damn it. All right, 15 minutes, starting now. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and take my time with it because it's a lot to explain and, you know. Uh, the... Basic idea of Severance. It's a show on Apple TV. It's for a bunch of people who work at a corporation known as Lumen, mm-hmm. and they operate with the system known as Severance, where they put a microchip in your head. Do they sever your head from the body? No, 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 no. They sever something worse. Um, basically, when you go to work, okay, they. Almost in a way similar to dissociative identity disorder, they just turn you off and bring your memories to a new person. Wait, hold on. They turn off your body? Yeah. So you have a person outside. Okay. And they're just like your usual person. But when you go to work, the chip in your head activates and you just... You're a completely different ...dissociate person. to a different person. What? Mm-hmm. So the main person is played by Adam Scott, who, you know, you've probably seen him from yes, Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, oh my Parks god, I really want to watch yep. this show. Mm-hmm. And the whole shtick is like this big mystery of like, what does the company actually do? And so like people on the outside <laughs> are just living out these miserable lives and don't know what to do about it. And as soon as they go to work, it's just like more mystery surrealism as to what is actually going on. Like, what are they actually doing? Their job is to go through numbers and delete the scary ones. How are numbers scary? I mean, nine, eight, seven. Sometimes they just are scary. I I get nine is scary because they eight, seven. The work is very vague. And I think they do that intentionally. I like that. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Because I... The season one just ended, like, yesterday, and I saw the finale of it, and I still have no idea what the actual company is. It sounds really interesting. I want to watch it. It sounds like they're probably up to some seedy shit and have to encode everything. So what kind of world is Severance set in? Is it, like, dystopia, sci-fi... Sci-fi, kind of like real life, but sadder. Like this could, like it is sci-fi, but it could easily take place in like modern day in terms of like society. Okay. Um, but the main reason why our main character, known as Mark, he gets the operation done and takes a job with Severance because his wife died in a car crash, and he found it easier to have a work life. Where he doesn't have that burdening memory. Ouch. Mm-hmm. 
What did his wife do? What did he do before? Science? He was a history professor before going into the office stuff. So that's his whole thing. And we kind of get the idea that the people only take severance jobs because they just have some sort of some sort of like big depressing thing going on with them. Hmm. Interesting. I would kind of love that. Yeah. <laughs> just like disassociate from your depression no to disassociate while i'm at work and then i just leave and i'm myself again well that's how like yeah. the company likes to sell it it's like oh yeah you don't have to worry about the oh i'd be there i'd be there the 100%. stress of your work life you just have to worry about your actual life and but the people I who are on be concerned as to what they're doing to my body yeah so the people on the inside <laughs> the, uh, does this happen to all of them or just like the workers. The workers. Like there are managers and stuff who you can tell are not severed. That's not fair. I've got to watch this fucking show. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. If my manager is severing me, I want to know what they're yeah, severed Yeah, they should be from. severed too. Yeah. But, yeah, we all have to be severed. Yeah. That's the point. But then the whole <laughs> idea of like these people on the inside or innies as they're referred to in the show. The innies are kind of tortured. Which is, is it like, hell? It's, what? It's not hell, but it's like they're under very strict control. They don't really know what they do, and any disobedience is met with in the weirdest way possible. I was honestly going to ask, is this kind of like the good place show. where everyone ends up in hell? But... No, they're in hell. They're in hell already! There's also like the, the other... good place is so fucking good. Oh, I do love the good place. Oh my god, it's so good. We need to do a good place episode. Yeah. Of course we, we really will. need to. Because I, I still maintain it is the best... Um, it's one of the best pilots I've ever seen mm-hmm. of a comedy show, and it has the best twist of all time. And also, can I just say the tightest script I've ever so seen? So fucking tight. You oh, can't change kudos any to Kristen detail. Bell because she carries it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone else is wonderful, if but you without one her, detail in that script, the whole show just goes to shit. If you changed Kristen Bell out, I don't think it would have worked as well mm-hmm. because she is terrible, but a uh, but extremely likable. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, another character in Severance is introduced as Helly. We literally have no idea what her outside personality is like. We just kind of get introduced to her in the beginning of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just like very against being working in that environment, despite having her outside person make her do it. That's interesting. So mm-hmm. inside, she's against it, but outside... Inside, she's trying to quit all the time. But on the outside, she's just like, no, this is good for you. Like, they can actually, like, make videos to the next person and be like, no, you're doing this. Huh. And there's actually a very interesting love story going on the whole time between one character's name is Irving and another guy who works in design named Bert. Uh, Bert? <laughs> <laughs> You know exactly where that's going. Oh, good for them. Uh, That's also hilarious, though. Bert is played by none other than Christopher Walken. Hell yeah. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen him in anything big in a while. Same. Yeah. But I think like, uh, and this is just a transition to the other thing, it's directed and produced by Ben Stiller. What? Ben Stiller produces a lot of good stuff. I wouldn't have. That's a. Yeah, he's he's good at producing. I just wouldn't have associated him with like something this absurd yeah. like i usually think of ben stiller as the comedy guy but this is a very interesting surreal like mind fuck of a show like i was thinking like this is the kind of thing that's deserving to be a little more david lynch like 
Huh. Just in terms of like making you uncomfortable visually. Ben Stiller. Yeah, really. Producing a show like this. That's interesting. He's got probably got like a lot of ties. Oh, I'm sure he does. I mean, it's Ben Stiller, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. No. They also just got picked up for season two, which I'm happy about. So next, sometime so wait, next year. So where can we watch this? This is only on Apple TV. Oh, and okay. uh, how much time do I have left? I'm just gonna. You bitch got about, like seven minutes. I'm here. just gonna bitch about Apple TV then. Yeah, um, you can go uh, go right ahead. This is your time. I it's worth trying. Apple Cause TV. The, yeah, because there's like they don't have like all the amazing shows you want, but like anytime they have like a hit, it's such a hit. Like because of course it's Apple; they have the mm-hmm. highest budget possible. They can get any song they want to. Like, that was something I realized watching Ted Lasso, which for the longest time was their only really huge hit, was they can literally use any song they want because they also have Apple Music. Okay. So there's a lot of Simon and Garfunkel and Ted Lasso. Ah, uh, okay, And they okay. can needle drop to any song. But all their shows that, like, really hit are just, like, these huge budget productions, and they always get great people on them, too. Like, you know. Yeah. yeah, they've got the money to pay people to do it, which is what it is. Yeah, really. So it's worth trying for like three shows, but I don't really know if there's like a general like binge watchable show on there. Like nothing that's like a popcorn show. No. Like, like there's no show like The Office or Friends on there, which I think is like something that a lot of these networks are missing. It's a show like the... They need the to make office. dumb reality shows and dumb shows for people to binge oh, what watch. About, um, it's what it fucking is. Like uh, Scrubs, anything like that on there? Not that I know of that's on there. There's nothing really that's nothing like, like Scrubs besides Scrubs. Nothing like Scrubs, but nothing like that. Which is like nine seasons, twenty episodes each. Of, it's worth it. Yeah, I think like that's the thing that like gets a bunch of bunch of viewers. Like Netflix is always trying to make the next big, cool, provocative thing. But I mean, but they nail it though. They do nail they, it. They did nail it with Squid Games. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Netflix. Oh yeah, the Squid Game was amazing. More Korean stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where the world is going. Korea. Yep. Korean TV. More TV from Korea. Please. Please. <laughs> All right. So um, do we have time to tackle any more topics? We do. But Brody, you've got five minutes. Can I abstain five minutes? Yes, uh, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Can I abstain five minutes for one? All right, I'm just going to cut it short. Uh, Severance, it's it's definitely worth getting a free trial for Apple TV just to get Severance and watch that all at once. Or you can wait until season two comes out. Yeah, which, I was about to ask, should we wait until season two? I no, mean, I'm going to watch this. It sounds amazing. It is pretty amazing. And then get another email address when season two comes out. But yeah, it's. I wouldn't say it's totally worth getting Apple TV for, but you... You know, steal someone's password. Yeah. Watch the shit. It's good. And that's it. Yep. Okay. So, you and that's the end of five minutes. Mm -hmm. So, Brody has chosen uh, two minutes for Demon Slayer. Yep. On the clock. Let's go. All right. Demon Slayer. I remember you told me you just saw the first episode for the first time. Yes, I did. So, Jess made us um, each chibi versions of ourselves mm-hmm. and one of my one of the I still drafts, need to finish that i'm sorry i got a new phone so it's been a nightmare yeah no Take of course time. like one of the drafts for my chibi looked like the character the main character for demon slayer <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it was adorable by the way 
And I loved it so much that it inspired me to actually watch Demon Slayer. Oh my god, the animation is fucking amazing. And That's I'm, like the nicest influence I think I've ever had on anybody. Yeah, you introduced her to Demon Slayer through your art. Yeah, because <laughs> like, we did a side-by-side comparison. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what, that's fucking awesome. I'm going to go watch it now. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, no, Demon Slayer, very easily watchable thing. Especially if you're into like action-y, tsunami stuff like I am. Oh, I forgot about Toonami. Anyway, this is just like the show for it. It really is. Basically, his sister is a demon. He decides to go, like, a demon killed all of his family. Mm -hmm. The main character and his sister killed all their family. It wasn't her. It was someone else who also turned his sister into a demon. And now he's joining the demon society, the demon slayer society, to possibly try to find a way to study for a cure. Bring her back to being human. And to kill the demon who killed his family. Oh, yeah. Who yeah, is naturally. Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, like, you're not. They purposefully dress him up like Michael Jackson in, in, like, Smooth Criminal. Smooth Criminal. He literally just looks like Smooth Criminal. They should have done Thriller. <laughs> that would have been more demonic. Uh, yep. she, she gets carried around in a basket and has a bamboo on her mouth. But she can't mm-hmm. go because she can't be in daylight. Nope. nope. Burns up. And Vampire it's the most rules. adorable solution. <laughs> He's like, all right, get in your jar. B and I very much want you to watch it, like, all the way through I, now. Listen, first episode, I was warned it would, quote, unquote, break my heart, but I am a trooper, and also, you know, I'm a veteran when it comes to anime. Mm-hmm. It didn't really hurt me. All the real, like, resolutions to fights are, like, some sort of heartbreaking thing, because Tanjiro knows that, like, every demon was human once. It's hard for him to fight them. He Tanjiro. fights with the power of empathy and yep. altruism. Oh, oh, Tanjiro, by the way, is the main character. All right, yeah. it's two minutes for Demon Slayer. All right. And last two minutes on Elden Ring? Yep. Go for it, Brody. All right, All right hit us with it. I'm just going to make it brief. I died like a million times. <laughs> Elden Ring is the continuation of Dark Souls and those types of games from coming from the main creator as well as George R.R. R. Martin, which really got really? me interested. Really? Yeah, the guy that did Game of Thrones. He huh. also wrote all of this. Really? Oh, fuck. So we know it's a good story-wise. It's a good... It's a complicated storyline that I don't understand, so... Oof. That's definitely a George R.R. R. Martin thing. Oh, yeah. Complicated uh, storyline? George R.R. R. Martin. But just having, like, a giant fantasy world that's all about making you as an individual feel small, it nails it. Like, there's this small. giant tree in the oh. whole world that's giant and bigger than the sun... There's a city that... And then you have to kill things in it. Oh, yeah. You have to kill things that are gigantic. Like, the last cool boss fight I did is just, like, a giant pile of snakes. <laughs> but they give you a giant pile of snakes killing weapon right beforehand. <laughs> and that's the only time you really feel it Sounds big. like adventure time. Exactly. Like, he, you you might come across a giant pile of snakes. Have just a in weapon. Case. Actually just just like, in case. Two minutes later, giant pile of snakes. Who'd have known? Who would have thought? Uh, but no, like, I still haven't beaten the game, but I've seen so many people. I heard question. it's a long, I heard it's a long haul. If you want to do, it's kind of like, um, Skyrim. Skyrim. It's kind of like Skyrim. Yeah, it's a long haul like that. Skyrim's not that long anymore compared to, like, what's out now. I might yeah. beat it one like, day, truthfully. though, like, sometime in the near future, but, like, I've seen people who <laughs> have already beaten later. it, like, four times by now. Yeah. But I just really wish that more people would play it because it is a beautiful game that's well made and greatly designed. But I can understand it if people are just not willing to do something that hard. 
It's a matter of accessibility. You know what? I'm going to play Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. I like Bloodborne. That's good. But like, if that if it needs if you need like any sort of word of encouragement, mm-hmm. I'm like, I suck at the game, and I like it, and I continue playing. It. I've been playing you know it for what? a month straight. That's a good investment. It is a good investment. If you enjoy what you play, you play what you enjoy. Yeah, you yes. Play what you enjoy. <laughs> You'll have a good time. You'll have and a great time. And time will pass. I suck at Assassin's Creed, and I suck at platformers. But you know what I mainly play? Assassin's Creed. And platformers. And platformers. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's uh... <laughs> that's more than enough of what we had. <laughs> that was a whirlwind. <laughs> it was a whirlwind of topics. Mm-hmm. Damn. I didn't even use my mulligan. Fuck. No, I didn't either. I, I used mine. We didn't need. It's the gentleman thing. Only cowards use mulligans. <laughs> Are you calling Jess a coward? I am sometimes. Oh no, I'm only meaning that in the golf way. Ah, I see. I see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's our catch-up. That's next a big catch-up. Next yeah. week we'll have a deeper dive. I'm glad we got that all out of our system. Yeah, now we don't need to talk about it again. Yeah. No. Except for Attack on Titan and Marvel, obviously. Oh, Attack yeah. on Titan and Moon Knight. And I'm we're... sure I'm probably going to have more words to say about Elden Ring. Oh, yes. Yeah, obviously. I don't think we got it enough out of our system. No. Yeah, no, nah, we'll never catch up. But you can catch us on social media. Hey, you can catch us on Twitter, Instagram. You can send us a letter at oneframeoff at gmail.com. That's oneframeoff at gmail.com. DM us. Email us. Send us a mental uh, telepathic communication. Across the internet. Smoke signals. Smoke signals. Smoke signals. Pagers. You can can put a comment down below on YouTube. A pigeon. Why not? A carrier (laughs) pigeon. Carrier pigeon. I would love a carrier pigeon, actually. I would, too. That would could be so you, exciting. Could you imagine if somebody on the West Coast sent us a carrier pigeon from the raven. West Coast? All, or a raven. All the way across. A raven would be cooler, but I would be impressed either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ravens could do it. They and could. They're very smart. In Norse mythology, they only use ravens. Oh, they yeah. do in Game of Thrones, too. But I feel like a uh, raven yeah. is like, yes, yeah, someone has died. Yeah. Or it's like... Connotation isn't good. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, I'm declaring war. Ooh, yeah. Declare war against us on social media. <laughs> With a raven. <laughs> With a raven. We'll only accept ravens. Only we'll ravens. Only accept ravens. All right. Goodbye, y'all. Bye. Bye.